Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, it's week two of Fruit of the Spirit, and this series is a deep dive into the idea of what spiritual fruit is all about. The reason we're taking this deep dive is because it's the word that has been guiding us for the entire year. At Akuo Church, we want to be fruitful and this year and every year after this. And to kick off this year, we learn to dig our roots into the riverbank of God's living water. And it's through that connection that God can bear spiritual fruit in our lives. In this series, we want to show you practical applications of the fruit you receive for yourself and how you can share that fruit with other people. So near the end of this message, I'm going to have you write down your next steps, write down the practical steps that you need to do this week. So you need to have a notebook or paper or or open up your notes app and just be ready by the end of this message. We want this series to be more than just something that's nice to hear about being connected to God. We want it to be something that you can take with you every single day. Now for me, I've needed this connection to God that we've been talking about. Over the past year, I don't know if Uh, I would have been able to get out of bed most days if it wasn't for a connection to God and Him bearing fruit in my life. I mean, this pandemic has been tough, to say the least, uh, for all of us. Now, specifically for my family, it's cut off my family from our family and friends. Now, we're incredibly social people. We're the type of family that has like multiple social gatherings to go to every weekend. It was very normal for us to like have a soccer game in the morning, followed by a birthday party right after that, followed by like a dinner in the evening with some family members. And, and then I'd have like church on Sunday. And when I got home from church, we'd go to like another family member's house. So it's been incredibly tough for us to go without all that, without all those family, without all that friends. And if that wasn't bad enough, we kicked off a kuo in the middle of this global pandemic, which I tell everyone is exactly how we drew it up. But seriously, not being able to meet up and see all of you on a weekly basis physically has been absolutely heartbreaking. So all this means uh, that we've gotten more time in our house. Like me and my family just got more time in our house than we ever have over the last year, which as we all know, can have its ups and downs. However, we have had a special level of stress added to being in our house over the last year. Let me just show you a quick video of what that looks like. Yeah, over the last year, there have been contractors working on behalf of the city to redo our street and sidewalk. This project that was supposed to last about six months has lasted about 13 and it started right at the beginning of Shelter at Home. And you know what? It took them about five or six weeks for just tear up our block and move on to the next one, which isn't that bad. But there's another reason this has been extra stressful. You see, our neighbor owns the two lots next door to us and one of them is empty. So she has been renting the lot out to the contractors. This is where they park all of their construction machinery, which by itself isn't too bad. However, it's not that bad. There's ways that it gets worse. Where they park their machinery is right outside of the window to me and Lauren's bedroom. They park literally 10 feet away from where I'm asleep every single night. And let me tell you, those guys are out yelling to each other, laughing and playing music every morning between 6.30 and 7. It's nothing like being woken up by music and strange men's voices every single day. 
Now this past week, they turned on lights from their truck and it woke me up because I thought someone turned on a light in our room, even through the blinds and everything, it was that bright. It was not our best Saturday morning ever. Anyways, the last year has been particularly tough for our family because we have all of this extra stress happening in the world. Now normally, when that is going on, you can retreat into your home to get some rest, but over the last year, there have been a lot of times it's felt like we, we can't even get that rest at home and there hasn't been anywhere that we can hide. What about you? Have you felt like the walls have been closing in on you? Have you felt like there isn't anywhere in your life that you can get rest? Have you felt like there isn't a place in the world where you can like find joy? Have you been looking for a way to get more joy in your life? Now, if you want to get more joy in your life and you are in the chat with us, just type that in right now. I want more joy. Now, if you are in the chat right now and you want, uh, if you want, and you want that, just say it out loud. Just say, I want more joy. And I, I think that on some level, we are all looking for more joy. To be honest, we've been doing this whether there was a global pandemic or not. I think this is a normal condition of all people. We're always looking for ways to find more joy in our lives. And we actually see that at work in the Bible. We see this happening in the Old Testament book of 2 Samuel. You see, at this point in time in the Bible, we see David in power as the newly crowned king of Israel. And he's looking to make a huge move for the city of Jerusalem, the city that he lived in. He wants to bring the Ark of the Covenant into the city. Now, for those of you that don't know what the Ark of the Covenant is, it's one of the most important things for the people of Israel. The Ark is uh, basically a gold-covered wooden chest with some of the most amazing God-related things inside of it. So this chest measured about 45 by 27 by 27 inches, and it's overlaid inside and out with gold. And it was fitted with two pairs of rings through which poles were slid through to make it portable. The ark would also serve as a carrier for the two tablets of the law uh, that was given to Moses, also known as the Ten Commandments. And it was also home to a pot of manna, the miraculous food provided by God when the nation of Israel was wandering in the wilderness without any food. Also, the ark held Aaron's rod that God had caused buds to grow out of to prove that Aaron's tribe was worthy of being next to the ark. Really, the Ark of the Covenant was proof to all the people of Israel that God had come through for them time and time before that. That God had always kept his covenants or promises that he made with the nation of Israel. Really, it became God's presence with his people. The Ark was a physical manifestation of God, and it was there with the nation of Israel. At least that's how it started. Then when other nations came and attacked Israel and took over their land, well, they were the ones that were in control of the covenant at that point. Now, before David had come into power, uh, the Philistines had actually gone as far as taking the ark from Israel and putting it in their own cities after they had captured Israel because they wanted the physical manifestation of Israel's God in their nation. They wanted all the benefits that came with it. But when they took it, great plagues came across their cities. The Philistines actually had to move it from city to city, and each time they moved it somewhere else, something terrible happened in that city. So the Philistines finally decided to send it back to, the, to a town in Israel. And when David made the call to bring it back to Jerusalem, 
The ark was in a little town called Kiriath-Jerim. It took months to get the ark back to Jerusalem, and one man was struck dead because he touched it and just like fell dead immediately. But it finally made its way to Jerusalem. So let's look and see um, the reaction of the ark returning to Jerusalem. 2 Samuel here says, So David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with a great celebration. After the men were carrying the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and the blowing of ram's horns. So when the ark shows up to Jerusalem, things get crazy. I feel like this is what it looks like on commerce after Spurs won championships, but like times 100. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, there's dancing and horns blowing, and then, but there's also like a barbecue happening at the same time, uh, and, and, which is kind of like what happens on commerce, except the entire city was involved with the celebration. And what's fun to see is that David, the king of Israel, isn't above this excitement. He's acting like a, like a normal person, and he isn't walking around with all this like regalness that is usually reserved for royalty. Here, he's doing everything he can to celebrate this. And here's the real thing to take away from this. When we all celebrated a Spurs championship, we were celebrating an accomplishment. We were celebrating what these people did. We celebrated how they achieved something great. With the Ark of the Covenant, they aren't celebrating the accomplishment that the Ark had its address changed. The nation of Israel, the people of Jerusalem, are celebrating the presence of God among them. They're celebrating that God's physical presence is now in their city. The presence of God is the reason for their joy. Which brings us to our big idea for today. If you only remember one thing from today, let it be this. God's presence is joy. God's presence is joy. So think about this. An entire nation celebrated the fact a chest full of artifacts moved into their walls. And I think that something happens when we are in God's presence, right? Because that's what they thought. They were in God's presence. That's what they were celebrating. There's something that can come over us when he is with us. And I think this is something that all people search for in their lives. We're always looking for the next thing that is going to make us feel good. It could be a purchase, a TV show, your favorite meal, uh, your special drink, or seeing people like your social media posts. We are always looking for something to give us that jolt of joy. And I think this has to do with how we are put together. In the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, it talks about how God knew the prophet Jeremiah before he was even formed in the womb. So that makes me think that we are in community with God the Father before we are ever born. And because of that, we are born understanding what God's presence is like. We know that God's presence is joy, and we experience that at some point. So we crave it for the rest of our lives, but we try and, and find joy in all these other things and all these other people that will ultimately fail us. And it's disappointing. However, I think that this is what makes the joy of God's presence that much better. With the people of Jerusalem, the joy they experienced with the Ark of the Covenant came after it had been taken from them and they lived life without the presence of God. So when they had it back, it was like the city exploded with joy. 
Recognizing God's presence is total joy. Now, this might sound a little weird, but let me give you an example. It's like how TV used to be in black and white. And one of the TV's biggest stars during black and white was Lucille Ball. She was the main character in the show I Love Lucy. Well, when you see this black and white picture, you can see some of the differences in her. But everything is, is about the same. There's nothing really striking or, or just that anything that stands out to you. However, when you get to see the full color of this picture, you get to see a better understanding of what she actually looks like. You get to see how striking her looks are. She doesn't look like just anybody else. You see how bright orange her hair was and how blue her eyes are. Sometimes it takes us experiencing something less than for us to appreciate the full experience. And we actually see something like this explained in the book of James. So let's look at James chapter 1. There it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So we have to go through tough stuff to fully understand God's joy for us. When we find ourselves in a troubling situation of any kind, this is an opportunity for joy. Because here's what happens. There's a tough situation that we won't be able to deal with on our own. So we call out to God. We show our faith. Inevitably, God brings us through it. Maybe not necessarily the way we wanted it to work out, but we are on the other side, standing next to God. When that happens, our faith in God and our endurance to take on situations in the future is made greater. When our faith grows and our endurance grows, it will be like we don't need anything else but God. Then the few things that we don't understand, all we have to do is ask God about it and he'll hook us up with that information. So we consider a troubling situation an opportunity for great joy because we know God is going to show up in it. We recognize that God's presence is joy. So there will be times that we need a troubling situation in our lives so we can have God's joy in our life. It seems kind of counterintuitive, but I think it checks out. So this week, I want you to be able to bear that spiritual fruit of joy and share it with someone. We can see how we bear that fruit. We can find it in any troubling situation. And I'm sure you can find a place that isn't right and ask God to move in it. Now, when you think of that situation, I want you to write it down. Then start looking to see how God is present in that situation. Now, if you don't have a situation that immediately hits you, you can ask about that uh, you can ask about you need to find joy in. Just whatever it is, sit down, take a minute, and ask God about it. We just read that if you need wisdom, all you have to do is ask him, and he will give it to you. So let's actually take a, a couple of seconds right now to ask God about that. So God. Show us where you are working in our lives right now. We want to see your presence so we can feel your joy. Thank you, Father. Please continue to be present.
So when you figure out the joy God wants you to see in your life, I want you to write that down. Then share your joy with someone this week. Explain how God has been present in your life with someone. And you can do that by sharing some scripture or a sermon or a story. It could be anything. Just make sure that it points back to the joy that you are receiving from God in your life right now. So I, I want to share the joy for me right now. You know, I, I talked about how the house that we have uh, is, is so great because we saw how terribly something could have gone and we ended up in something better. And then we, we look at that still, and, and this week has just been crazy for me. The construction has been louder than ever. I've been trying to get this sermon right all week long, and giant machine after giant machine is making our whole house shake. It's been tough. Not only that, we're dealing with the future of our church and needing to make some decisions that feel bigger than I can handle right now. It's been completely overwhelming. I've been in that same spot I explained at the start. I feel like everywhere I turn in my life, I can't find a place to rest. Every single facet of my life is needing my full attention. And I just can't give that to everything. So instead, what I've been doing is like giving a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit to a lot of things and I end up feeling guilty about shorting everything. So this week, I needed to find joy. I needed to find God's presence in my life. And I felt it. After a tough Wednesday, uh, I found it in our Zoom group. Being able to spend some time in prayer and worship alongside all of you got me in a good spot. It helped me look and see God's presence in this community. Then after group was over, I was able to help get our two kids to bed and just sitting there in the room with them changed everything. I was able to talk to them and hear them be silly, and I was able to see how present God has been in my family. I was able to see how present God has been in this house uh, that is just loud and has all these crazy machines going by. Even though it's given us challenges over the last year, it's something that we've always looked at as a gift from God. We've seen it as a total godsend. This house allowed us to host our friends and family and feed them and be hospitable. This house has allowed us to help shelter people in, our, in, in the little back apartment uh, in our backyard when they need somewhere to stay. This house has allowed us to link to our community and our neighbors in a way that we have never connected to a community before. This house allowed us, me and my wife, to bring our kids into a place where they have space to grow and they can feel safe. Now, whenever I'm in that house, I know God is there too. It's too perfect. I mean, it has cracks in the walls and I've slid through a wall and there's an open opening to the thing. And I, I think the, the back of the house is like slowly sinking underground. But for us, it's perfect. For our family, it's perfect. It's perfect because we got it from God. And because it's from God, there's so much joy attached to it. But if I didn't stop and recognize God's presence in it, I wouldn't see the joy because remember, joy is where God is, and God is everywhere. So it's your choice to see God in your situation or not. You have to choose joy. In the same way we have to choose to love that agapao, you have to choose joy. And we have to choose to see God in our situations. However, if we don't recognize that presence is there, then we can't fully appreciate it. Because here's the deal. If you're a believer, you are always in the presence of God. You have the Holy Spirit, one of the equal but separate beings of God, living within you at all times. So for you, you should have access to joy 
every single waking moment of your life. The thing that Jerusalem celebrated, the thing that King David danced all kinds of crazy about, you have it all the time. Back then, God wasn't within those people. They needed the ark to prove his presence. Not only that, only special priests were even allowed to be in that presence. There was a special veil or curtain that separated the world from God's presence. That all changed though. When Jesus showed up and lived a life without sin, then after that, that perfect life, he allowed himself to be beaten and crucified for us, to act as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins and shortcomings. When Jesus did that, everything changed. Jesus, through his death, tore the veil in two and passed through it. He opened the way for all believers to see the ark of God's covenant. He opened a way for all of us to recognize God's presence. He opened a way for all of us to have God's joy in our lives. That's why we don't need the ark of the covenant anymore. The only thing we need is Jesus. He is the full manifestation of God's presence with us forever and ever. Now, for some of us, we haven't invited Jesus into our lives, so we don't have access to the Holy Spirit, and we can't see God's presence in our life. Because of that, we don't experience the joy that I've been talking about today. Well, here's the good news for you. If you want to have that in your life, you can, and it's really easy to, to get. As a matter of fact, God has been waiting for you to come around. And not only that, he's been searching for you. You don't have to go on this incredible trek to find this joy. You don't have to jump through a bunch of religious hoops. It's actually looking for you. It reminds me of the story of the story or parable that Jesus shared. Let's take a look at Luke 15. Here Jesus says, If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that he has lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. So here's the deal. You were that lost sheep, and Jesus is the shepherd. He's been looking for you since you were born, since before you were born. He has left everything to come and find you right here and right now. All Jesus has ever wanted to do is be in your presence. All Jesus has ever wanted to do is be in community with you. Now, if you do this, if you enter into community with Jesus, you will cause joy to ring out across eternity. It'll happen here on earth within you, but it'll also happen in heaven. The same joy that the people of Israel felt when the presence of God showed up in their city will be felt in heaven times a thousand. All of heaven will throw a party right now because you want to be in community with Jesus. So if you want to enter into that community with Jesus and you want to help bring this joy into the world, if you want to bring this joy into heaven right now, all you have to do is pray a simple prayer. Basically, just have a conversation with God. And if you feel a little uncomfortable about that, I understand. I want you to know that you aren't on your own in this because our whole Akuo community will be praying along with you right now. Nobody ever pray, prays alone in Akuo. So let's go ahead and pray right now. 
Just pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for chasing after me for my entire life. Today, I want to say that I'm not lost anymore. You have found me. Today, I believe in you, Jesus. I will chase after you the best way I can. Amen. So if you just prayed that, I want you to type something into the chat for me. Just type in, I have joy. If you aren't in the chat, just say that out loud wherever you are. I have joy. For the rest of us, let's take a second to stop and celebrate those new believers. I want to join in on the party that is happening in heaven right now. And if you're in the chat and you want to celebrate the people that started in community with Jesus or have recommitted themselves, then I just want you to like throw in some excited emojis and some thumbs up and one of those or confetti or like clapping hands or you can even do the praying hands or like the, the dancing lady. Uh, you know which ones I'm talking about. Whatever you want to do, just throw it in the chat. And if you aren't in the chat with us, just like give out a shout of excitement wherever you are uh, for those people that are entering a community with Jesus today. Now, if you have been in community with Jesus, whether it's been for 50 years or 50 seconds, you just did it right now, and you want more joy in your life, I want you to pray something like this with me right now. So Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for making every single moment of my existence worth celebrating. Jesus, I ask you to make your presence known to me in ways that I've never seen or felt you before. I ask that you pour out so much joy into my life that I can't contain it. I pray that the overflow will affect all the people around me in amazing ways. I love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. That's the end of our service. Next week, we're going to continue in our series, Fruit of the Spirit, and our special guest will be talking about peace. Our guests will do their best to show you God's vision of peace in your life for the next two weeks. So feel free to invite your friends and family to watch this along with you. Now, if you or someone has missed any one of these services over the last few weeks, you can always catch us on YouTube or listen to us on every single major podcast carrier. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing which means giving a 10% first fruit offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we know that when you trust God with your finances, there is great blessing. Now, that's great. I'm not saying that you're going to get like a crate of PlayStation 5s dropped on your doorstep because you tithe. That's not how it works. The way it does work is that anytime you give something over to God, you experience a blessing in that arena. So we want you to go grow closer to God by exercising this very practical discipline. This is a way that you can show love and remain in God's love this week. Now, that might not be a possibility for you right now, and I totally understand that. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and if things are tough, we want to help you. We want to be linked to you during your tough times, so if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. If you know, or if you know someone that needs some help, please let us know. We're happy to share AGB uh, gift cards or help pay for a bill or, or whatever it might be. If you need that, all you have to do is go to our website at kuo.church and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.cedaveta at akuo.church, or you can actually call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo and able to, 
The way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, A-K-O-U-O.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, one last thing, guys. I want to remind you about our Zoom group. Now, remember, this is where I found a lot of joy last week when I really needed it. This is a place where we can get together and hear how God is bearing fruit in us, and we can share it with one another. Now, if you are someone that is a regular to our Bible study, thank you so much for being a part of it. I want you to invite a friend this week. Now, for this, you can find all the links on any of our social media pages, and we will see you on Wednesday at 7.30 for our Zoom group. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that I love each and every one of you, and I'm praying for all of you all week long. Before we go, let me pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them plant their roots along your river. I pray that you will fill them completely with joy and peace because they trust in you. I pray that you will overflow confident hope through them, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Okay, guys, that's it. We will see you on Wednesday. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.